Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode is brought to you by alienware during dell tech fest score game-changing innovations with limited time deals on select next-gen alienware gaming tech new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the alienware m18 laptop powered by an intel core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals liquid cooling three-dimensional audio with dolby atmos and impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware dot com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list i'm Brittany spanos and i'm rob sheffield we're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great from classics like fleetwood max dreams to the ronettes be my baby and modern day classics like the killer's mr brightside listen to rolling stones 500 greatest songs on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I am Ben. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, today we are recording our very first podcast of 2015. Yes! Isn't that weird? It's great. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too, my friend. I uh, can't wait to see where this crazy ride goes, That's you know? That's right. We even had someone recently uh, email our bosses and say that we need to get a raise. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I was so kind. Uh, we, yeah, we did have somebody who wrote to us on Twitter where we're at Conspiracy Stuff and said, you guys deserve a raise. And we in jest said right to our bosses and they totally did yeah one of our bosses forwarded the email to yep. us <laughs> i don't think we're in trouble but we really appreciate that so we might who knows maybe we'll make a little more money in mm -hmm. 2015 than we did in 2014 and but... and uh we don't want to make too much right yeah that's right because we we've heard this everyone's heard it that money can't really buy happiness and you know we're not trying to make mo more money to be happy. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying to get more money because it tends to make things a little easier, right? Well, as an obsessive collector, I do want all of the money, but so sure. that I can have each serial number. Oh, absolutely. 
Right. Uh, there's a great Monty Python quote that's uh, about this where he compares, I think it's John Cleese, someone correct me, he compares chocolate to money. And he says, you know, the love of money gets weird at the top, and I'm paraphrasing here. He says, you know, let's say that I had a bit of chocolate, and you found a bit of chocolate in my refrigerator. Well, you would say that's understandable. Everybody likes chocolate. Sure. Let's say that you opened the door to my house and it was just filled with chocolate. And not only, you know, not only did I want all of the chocolate, I didn't want you to have any because yeah. that's how about chocolate I am. I want the chocolate that you brought into my apartment. So that's an awkward comparison. I'll have to find the quote, but it, it is illuminating because what we have found, surprisingly enough, is that apparently past a certain threshold, uh, studies indicate that having a lot of money can make you a bad person. Now, there are a lot of caveats with that statement, but and we'll kind of get into those later. But when we say bad person, we're talking a lot about social norms, social uh, interaction. Yeah. Um, and when we say money, we're talking about pretty high amounts, like large amounts of money. Right. So just for comparison, as of 2013, the median household income in the United States was just under $52,000. That's 51939 And remember, that's a household, so that could be four people. Yeah, right? an annual income, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's safe to say that most Americans want more money, even if they're fairly well off. We'll get into that part. Sure, because it means you get to be, you get the next tier of things, or you get, a li- it's a little easier to pay off your bills so you can have more money to spend on other things, right? Sure, and money also, it, it clearly changes the way we interact with our external environments, and uh, you know, I can be a bit cynical about this, Matt, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be diplomatic when I say that in large enough amounts, money often replaces beauty, talent, intelligence, Ability, um, I, I, worthiness, really, for admission into top schools and things like that. Yeah, greasing of the palms and uh, greasing of other things. I, that sounds wrong and sexual, but it's not. Okay. Um, just you can grease your way with a little money through a lot of doors <laughs> and windows <laughs> and opportunities. Oh, this greasy world. Okay. Uh, so that is true. That is true. But there's also a point here where we have to ask if money has such an enormous potential power in the external world, then what about the internal world? Yeah. How, how does it change you? Um, and we found that apparently, yes, uh, having a higher level of income or wealth tend to make people behave in a more selfish, less cooperative manner. And it's something that we will look into later that a lot of people on our video that we just posted the vlog about mm-hmm. uh, five reasons money can make you a bad person, um, they're mentioning that maybe it's a uh, a correlation that is opposite or vice versa. Okay. Um, and we'll kind of go into that later, but maybe having the money doesn't make you a bad person. Maybe making you a bad person gets you the money. I see. Right. So maybe it's a skill set that is necessary to acquire a deal of wealth. And with that kind of thing in mind here, we just want to mention that we're not podcasting with an, with an agenda today. We're not mm-hmm. trying to tell you that being rich is bad. Right. This is not going to be some clarion call for socialism or communism or some other ism disguised as a podcast. Uh, and we certainly don't think 
just on a personal level, and and Noel, I'm I'm including you in this as well. Uh, big hand for our super producer Noel Brown, as always. We don't think, none of us, that one specific type of government or belief system is going to solve the rampant systemic problem of inequality in the world today. And furthermore, the presence of inequality is not necessarily a bad thing. It's more of a, in terms of degree, right? Yeah, right. The If you get too much, you can have... Uh, huge amounts of destabilization mm-hmm. in a society as a whole or in parts of the society. Sure, yeah. And uh, here's a scary fact for some of the people who follow U.S. politics and political economy. Right now, I think the levels of inequality in the United States are higher than they've been since, what, right before the Depression? I believe we are... Getting ready to surpass, if not surpass, that level proportionally. We're at gilded age ratios. Uh, and (laughs) yikes. Who knows what that will bring? But, uh, what we're saying is that inequality to some degree exists in every society. We also don't think it's possible for one sweeping statement to describe an entire group. For every, you know, Al Dunlap, there's a Warren Buffett of some sort, right? Sure. The idea is that there are a whole lot of people with a whole lot of money. Um, but, of course, there are a whole hell of a lot more people with little to none of it. Mm. And, you know, we're not saying that these statements, when we're talking about studies in the future here, very re- near future, uh, we're not saying they apply to everybody. They just applied in these particular uh, case studies. Right, yeah. Um, what we are saying, however, is that people with a lot of money – do have tendencies or likelihoods uh, towards certain activities that the poor are much less likely to do. And what we're going to see here is that multiple studies find that high-income people, and this threshold of what high income mm-hmm. is varies, uh, tend to do shady, sketchy things. Uh, that is not the word I put in the outline, <laughs> but shady and sketchy things. No, this uh, this research does bear it out, and we're going to learn that people with very high incomes are more likely to be a bad driver, mm-hmm, to cheat or lie, to feel less empathy towards other human beings, mm-hmm, to steal or shoplift, and also to stink at reading the emotions, the facial expressions mm-hmm. and body language of another person. Yeah, which is an important thing, and we'll find some interesting wrinkles to this story. But before we continue, one thing we should do real quick is say the difference between income and wealth. Okay. Income is what you receive for a job. So if you make $20,000 a year or $250,000 a year, that would be your income. Wealth will be like an asset. So holdings, uh, right? Houses, yeah, property, stocks, mm-hmm. um, often inherited, right? And that's why you can hear stories about, you know, European aristocrats who come from very old families and have technically a lot of wealth because they've inherited these estates, but they don't have an income to support the taxation or the maintenance or the upkeep. Uh, and it's a, it's a very strange problem to be in. But, but we want to say that there is a difference between income and wealth. While we may use these interchangeably, there is definitely a difference. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the 
actual studies, Ben. I think we should take a quick break here and hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we are back. So we talked a little bit about wealth versus income, the um the strange things that money can do to society, the love of money being the root of all evil, mm-hmm. whether money can buy happiness. Uh, but let's talk about some specific studies. What, what, what are we basing these accusations of lying and cheating and stealing upon? Well, we're, we're basing it on fairly liberal institutions that have, uh, a couple of people, especially this uh, gentleman named Paul Piff, who have led studies, teams of people who have been studying this stuff, Um, the effects of wealth and the effects of higher incomes uh, and the actions of people with higher incomes versus the actions of people with lower incomes. And they published 
uh, or he published his paper and the team published their paper in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And there are a variety of these studies. Mm-hmm. And we found them to be extremely interesting and kind of giving a window into something that I at least had not heard of it being studied before. Yeah, in UC Berkeley, uh, it, which will pop up several times in this podcast, uh, they had their study on wealth and driving. There's a quote here that comes from a writer named Benjamin Preston, writing for the New York Times. I want to be transparent with everybody. I have a huge bias toward other people named Ben. <laughs> oh, really? Go team Ben. If you are <laughs> listening to this podcast and your name is Ben, I'm high-fiving you. Don't over listen, the airwaves. Don't listen to them, Ben. Team Matt is, man, we are legion, my friend. There are a lot of you guys. That's right. More and more every year. I don't know what's going on with it, but that's another episode. Especially maybe. from the 80s. <laughs> so uh, Benjamin Preston writes the following summation of this study on wealth and driving. In California, where the study was conducted, state law requires motorists to stop at crosswalks where pedestrians are present, allowing them to cross the road. Paul Piff said his team selected a specific crosswalk to observe, then had a pedestrian appear on the edge of the curb as a car approached. As the pedestrian stepped into the road, a researcher marked down the driver's reaction to the pedestrian. This was done with 152 drivers. And they also wrote down things like what type of vehicle was being driven. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's some interesting things that they found. The driver's driving nicer, more expensive cars, let's say, were less likely to obey this particular traffic law. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also found a specific car was the standout, right? Let's see if you can guess what it is. Did you say BMW? You're right. (laughs) Yeah, apparently, you guys, BMWs were the worst in this study. Now, of course, this is not a one-to-one thing. There are some important things about this study that we should remember, which is that I don't know where you live, ladies and gentlemen, but Atlanta is full of people who bought cars they can't afford. Oh, yes. you. It, it should be known that you can drive a nice car and still be an awesome human being. Sure. You yeah. can also drive a really nice car and have no money for anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could be a really, really bad driver in, you know, a 1980s Toyota Tercel or something. Totally valid. And... With that in mind, that was not the only study that was done. We've got another study here about cheating. And Paul Piff found that the wealthy were more likely to lie in negotiations to, uh, I guess, cheat in a game. And we, we talked about this cheating study on our video that we just put out, mm-hmm. uh, where I think it was a $50 was it? Is that the one? Yeah, it's like $50 cash prize. Yes. And you have two people and you try and win the $50. Yeah. And let's say one person is making 15000 or less per year in income. And another person is making 150000 or more. It's a big variation. Yes. And there's a weird thing that, that the study finds. Yeah, the people making $150,000 or more a year were much more likely to cheat to gain to gain this $50 prize. Um when the more uh the more honest people seem to be the ones who are making much less money. Now, it's really interesting we talked about it in the video as well that mm-hmm. $50 
means so very little proportionally to someone making a large amount of money every year. Right, yeah, it's a smaller slice of the pie. I mean, it's almost almost nothing. But then if you look at someone who may be struggling to, I mean, if you if you make $15,000 or less in the United States right now, mm-hmm. the cost of living in most places is going to be so much higher than that. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult and a lot of people of course, gets stuck in what's called the poverty donut hole, where the government will actually say that someone makes too much money having a job, right? Or uh, they're 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 doing just a little bit too well mm-hmm. to get any kind of assistance, and it creates it can create uh, situations where someone says, "Wow, it's it's actually better." For me to not have a job, <laughs> yeah, which is which is strange uh, in such a Kafka novel waiting to happen. But but, but, but yeah. the study just to bring it back to that thing we mentioned earlier, if it's vice versa, right. um, maybe because it's not important for the person making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to gain that fifty dollars, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe they're just really really good at convincing someone that that money should go to them, or maybe their skill set. Building toward this correlation, maybe the skill set, maybe the personality traits we're talking about are some of the pieces necessary to acquire an abnormal amount of wealth, right? To be good at playing the game. Right. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Oh, speaking of games, there's another study that I, I know you would enjoy. Um, this, this one is a little bit different. It's Monopoly. Okay. So uh, we all know Monopoly. Stuff You Should Know actually has a great podcast on it if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, Monopoly used to be called the Landlord's Game when it was originally invented. Yes. And it had a third round, which was uh, this final part of the game, and it was meant to teach about the evils or the dangers of un, um, unconstrained capitalism, I guess. Yeah, unregulated. Unregulated. Go for it. You are now the one. So Parker Brothers, you know, when they when they stole it, they took out that ending of the game, Right. So totally changed the message of it. And uh, it has become, I don't know, an enjoyable thing, but also a thing that destroys families at gatherings. <laughs> sure. People fight over it for sure. Uh, here's the study that some people conducted with playing Monopoly based on a coin toss. Okay. Uh, so there's a winner and a loser in a coin toss. Someone would win the coin toss. They call heads, it's heads, whatever. Because they won the coin toss, they would be given extra money and uh, allowed to roll two dice. Yes, instead of one. I remember yeah. this study. So here's the interesting thing. Of course, they, you know, they're kicking butt all yeah. across from Boardwalk to Atlantic. And uh, what's really fascinating is that these people, when asked to rate their performance, overwhelmingly said that they won the game because they are good Monopoly players. Yeah. So they said it's not my inherited or randomly assigned head start. I earned this. Isn't that crazy? It's weird. It's a, and I think it applies to, to this, but there's, um, another, another thing here. And this is one of the ones that you and I have spent a lot of time thinking about, and that's the lack of empathy. Yeah. There are a couple of these studies indicate that the wealthy, you know, not only might be, good at cheating or have a you know have a 
uh, tendency to Higher cheat. tendency, yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe can't drive so well. They also... <laughs> I feel like we're making such a stereotype. I know, but that's exactly what we're doing, but you can't apply it to everybody. That's uh, true. Even though I'm totally saying it like it applies to everybody. So what um, this study say? I'm sorry. I'll get back to it. So the study said that perhaps the wealthy experience a a compassion or an empathy that is different than uh, a lot of other people. It's there's a lack of it almost or a, a much lesser degree. Yeah, we talked about this one in the video too. Uh so there are parts of your brain that are associated with empathy, mm-hmm. with the experience of putting oneself in someone else's shoe, you know, seeing somebody in pain and going, oh, that's terrible. I know what that would be like. I can understand that. Right, yeah. And thinking of people as a human being, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh What they found when they had people watch different videos was that the area of the brain associated with empathy has less activity in higher income people. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's so weird. So they're literally watching this video of kids with cancer, and people who made a lower income are more likely to be empathetic, people who are making a higher amount of income, it's just, it's physically not registering in the same way. See, and I was wondering how much of that might have to do with the stories that are told to people of different um, wealth factor or different wealth levels. Sure, okay. The, um, I mean, if you think about something like uh, Ayn Rand mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the stories that are told there, then other stories may be about uh, community and uh People working together. I, I'm just. I wonder how the upbringing in a household changes the way that your brain then, for the rest of your life, thinks about. I these, see these interactions. So how how does the uh, socioeconomic framing of thank you for putting it in of, a, of a consp- <laughs> oh, like how, how, it's a great question though how does uh, how does somebody's background and their culture influence their current perception? Yeah, what is another human being to you? Like, uh, just someone walking on the street. What does that person represent? Right. Is it someone, you know, you can have a conversation with and talk to, maybe work with in the future? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's someone that you want to beat at Monopoly. Sure. You know? Or are people just objects in space to you? Uh, so that, yeah, that, that last part started dark. a little bit serial killer-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we also know that the wealthy were apparently more likely to shoplift. There was an interesting study in the United Kingdom that indicated shoplifting was growing amid, among uh, women, mm-hmm. younger women with from higher class backgrounds. Yeah. And we've heard stories of that. You've seen them on the newspaper, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't there a, a celebrity, an actress in the U.S. who was a shoplifter? There were, I think there were a few, but I can't remember which ones they were. Well, write in and let us know who's shoplifting. Also, Andrew W.K., who writes for the New York Times now, has a great advice column. You and I have been reading mm-hmm. this. And he has a cool article that came out about shoplifting recently. So check it out. I have not seen that yet. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's uh it's a very different approach artistically uh, when compared to his albums. And then there's one more note here that kind of dovetails onto the empathy, the lack of empathy or perceived lack of empathy, which has to do with reading other people. Mm-hmm. And wealthy in general from these studies seem to be less likely to be good at reading someone. And we kind of mentioned that earlier, but it's just the idea of if you're sitting across from someone and or if you look at a picture of mm-hmm. someone's face, mm-hmm. I think that's what happened in the study. It was pictures of humans' faces, and you just decide what emotion they're feeling, if any, and right. all that. So it's weird because it sounds like if you are cheating or lying, you should be good at reading people. But apparently that is not the case. And this brings us to our implications. The implications here are that money can indeed change a person in some fundamental physically measurable ways. But also, these studies are at times a bit contradictory. And by the way, we're talking about the brain. We're talking about uh, specific physical changes in your brain. Mm -hmm. And we we also know, oh, this is 
I know we have to go, but this is so interesting. We also know that mind over matter exists. If you've listened to our earlier podcast, I think we have mentioned this before. Uh, the the nature of the thoughts that you have change the physical structure of your brain. Uh, it's true that monks who meditate have a larger section of the brain associated with compassion. And it's true that London cab drivers... Way back before the days of Uber and GPS, London black cab drivers had to take this thing called the knowledge. And this test uh, was so rigorous and their their um, exercise of memory so uh, constant uh, and unending and intricate and sophisticated that their areas of the brain associated with memory and spatial aptitude is larger than the average person's. I love that there's a physical connection between your thoughts and your brain. So are wealthy thoughts then changing people's brains? That's an interesting question. We don't have the answer, um, but we know that this can kind of explain why so many people in power get accused of not caring for others. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, okay, one more thing we want to mention here is Dunbar's number, which is the number of relationships mm-hmm. that a human being can have comfortably. Uh, and it's estimated somewhere between, I think, 100 and 250, but usually yeah. it just goes right to 150. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how many people you can think of as actual human beings. Uh, this this idea is is interesting. We have some videos on it, too. It, it baffles us, especially in the digital world. You, mm-hmm. know, you see somebody with a 1,000 Facebook friends, and you think, do you have a 1,000 Facebook yeah. friends, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, I don't know. To me, that is huge, especially if you look at someone who has a million followers mm-hmm. on Twitter or whatever, that kind of thing. How many of those people are real human beings to that person? Right. And now let's, again, let's make sure that when we close out here, we don't talk in just stark and black and white terms, or sure. good and bad, because it may be that the poor exhibit more empathy because they generally rely on a community. There's an interdependence. It takes a village, exactly. Yeah, is it beneficial for someone with less money to elicit the aid or at least the compassion mm-hmm. of another human being and other people because they need it? Right, and does wealth afford you the luxury to of uh, self-consideration and self-awareness? Uh, there, you know, we have these kind of debates put so often in um, emotionally manipulative terms like, oh, greed is good and people are out to get you or, you know, the wealthy don't care. But I don't think either of those are completely true. But enough about my opinion. Let us know what you think. Yeah, write to us on Facebook. We are Conspiracy Stuff. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Conspiracy Stuff. And uh, you can go to our website, StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. Uh, what else, Ben? Uh, if you would like to send us an email, we would love to read it. Our best episodes come from listener suggestions, so you can go ahead and write to Matt, Noel, and myself. We are Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.